You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 76. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm going to coach you and teach you how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through those urges to binge, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. So if you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, I appreciate you so much. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about how to honor your hunger and eat with others at the same time. So get comfy and get ready to be coached. We're going to dive right in. Now, one of the questions that one of my dear listeners wrote to me about is this, how do I eat when I'm hungry and how do I stop when I've had enough when I'm with other people? I do pretty well when I'm alone, but I have a social life and I also eat with people from work and we're just not always on the same body timetable. How can I do this? When I read this letter, I realized that so many of you must be faced with this same question because I've been there myself and we're all on different body schedules all the time. So here's what we're going to cover today that will answer that question for you and all of you who are struggling with how do I have a life, a social life, and still honor my hunger. So first, we're going to talk about how you're eating or should be eating when you're alone. And then we're going to look at what's different about that compared with when you eat with other people. We'll look at the question of why it's so different and why it's more challenging when you're with other people. And we will talk about how to coordinate your physical hunger when you have plans to eat with family and friends, which is a lovely part of life. And I would never, never want you to give that up. We'll also cover how to deal with your hunger in special eating situations, like a big event and what to do if you tried everything, but you're with others who are eating, and no matter what you've tried, you're still not hungry at the same time. I have some ideas for you. And of course, I will give you your focus for the week after we have this coaching session. So let's get started with this topic. First, let's take a look at how you eat or want to be eating when you are alone. So remember the hunger scale that we've talked about since the very beginning of the podcast. If you go back and listen to episode three, you will remember that we use a hunger scale that goes all the way from a minus 10, super hungry, hopefully you will never experience that kind of extreme, extreme hunger, and a positive 10. And also, I hope that you don't experience that extremely uncomfortable, possibly even dangerously full level, plus 10. Your goal on that scale is to eat from a minus two, a little hungry, nicely hungry, where you will really enjoy your food, up to a plus two. So you're going to learn how to create a nice flow, a little hungry to a little full and a little hungry to a little full. Just like you let the gas tank in your car go down to a certain level, but not all the way to empty, and then you fill it up until the meter shows you that it's full. Once it says full, you would never keep going, right? That would be silly. So you want to begin to treat your body and your physical hunger, the hunger you feel in your body, the same way, like a nice gentle flow. Now, this would be perfect and not that hard to do, If you had a totally quiet, uneventful life and you always ate alone and 
even if you do live alone, you're listening to this, and maybe most of your meals at home happen to be alone, you are still having a life with work and family and friends and other people and other events in your life. So no one usually eats every single meal alone. And what we're talking about today is how to coordinate your hunger with those times that you're going to be, that you want to be with others. So for the moment, keep that vision in your head of the gentle flow from a little hungry to comfortably lightly full. Imagine the feeling in your body and how proud you feel when you eat this way, when you're not starving and you're not stuffed. There is no desperation and there is no discomfort. It's just the right amount. And remember when you're deciding whether you're hungry or not, that I want you to always put a number on it. And your goal is a minus two of hunger to a plus two of fullness. I want you to always be able to quantify your hunger and your fullness because that's a way for you to know that it's real, that you're not just saying, I guess I could eat something. You're literally quantifying, putting a number on whether your body is empty or full. So let's move on now to how it's different when you're with others. Here are some things that come up for most of the people I work with. Tell me if you relate to any of these. You may let your needs take a back seat to the needs of whoever you're with. So if they say, I'd like to have dinner at eight o'clock, but you usually eat at six o'clock, that's not really putting yourself where you should be. You should take into consideration what you need. Or maybe you're the kind of person that goes with the flow because you just don't want to call attention to yourself. You don't want to have to explain, trying to eat when I'm hungry, and I think I'm going to be overly hungry at eight o'clock. You don't want questions. You don't want people wondering why you're doing that or what you're doing it for. You don't want to talk about it. And that is your right. It may also be that you may not be hungry at all when you sit down at a restaurant but you're with somebody and you mindlessly start eating anyway. So the problem is if you're not hungry when you start eating, there is no signal that you've had enough because you're starting when you've already had enough. So if you sit down to eat and they put in front of you bread or a little tray of veggies, even if it's a food that you consider good for you, a helpful food, if you have no hunger, you're still going to put yourself way above a two on the scale of fullness because there's no hunger to start. You're definitely going to go over what you need. Another possibility when you're eating with other people that makes it different from eating alone is maybe you are a people pleaser. And if you go to someone's home and they've cooked for you, you're not hungry yet, but you don't want them to think that you're not grateful. So you make the choice to eat anyway. And what you're doing when you do that is you're honoring them, but not yourself. It could also be that when you're with others at a restaurant or any group meal, you're so attentive to the conversation that you stop paying attention to your own body and you just keep eating mindlessly and you lose track. And then when you stop, you're way over a plus two because the food is finally catching up from your stomach to your brain, letting those signals get up there and letting you know that you went way over what you needed. 
Now, maybe you're really trying and you're trying to be hungry for an event. You want to be hungry and enjoy the food with everybody else, but you underestimated how hungry you would be when the time came. So when the time finally comes, you're overly empty like maybe a minus five. Now what happens is your control goes out the window and you're going to eat everything that's in front of you. And it would be understandable, wouldn't it? But even though it's understandable, this is not what you want to be doing. So let's look at all those events, all those scenarios that I just talked about, and the one that you in particular relate to. Let's look at why it happens. Is it for you that you're in the habit of caring for others and not for yourself? many women are in this habit. Is it that you may really be an approval seeker so that you habitually put the needs of other people first? Or is it that maybe you're embarrassed to have other people notice anything about how you're eating, more food or less food or saying no to certain types of food? This may be because you don't want your weight or how you're eating to be the subject of conversation. And some people are not aware of that and they don't have any boundaries and they'll ask you anything, no matter how personal it is. It could be that you're worried about what people think of you and you fear what they'll think if you turn something down, especially if they made it for you or bought it for you. Or maybe you have the habit of eating without paying a lot of attention. So after the initial first few bites, you don't necessarily even taste the food and you lose touch with how full you are until it's too late and then you're overly full. Or in the last case we talked about where you're trying to save room for a special meal by making sure you are hungry, so you go without food, but you're restricting too much. So when you finally sit down to eat, your animal brain, your lower survival brain, it becomes on alert. And it is ready to make sure that you get more than enough so that you don't starve. Now, we both know that you won't starve, but your lower brain is programmed for survival and it's programmed to send you that message. And the message might be, you haven't eaten in hours, you better stock up now. All of these situations, we've experienced all of them at one time or another. Now, they're manageable, but they require some thought. They do not require worry. They do not require you to panic about being with other people. And they definitely don't require you being afraid of situations where you're eating with other people. What they require is some thought. So let's take a look at some steps that you can take so that you can coordinate your hunger with the people in your life and not miss out on going out or going to parties or work lunches or going to someone's home. The biggest key in doing this is planning and thinking ahead, looking at what's coming and what time it will be and what it will involve. If it's something that you want to be hungry for, then you have to look at the event and work backwards. You want to be nice and lightly hungry when you get there. You do not want to be starving. You might want to be at maybe a minus one on the hunger scale because there's usually some lag time between getting someplace and actually eating, right? Now, if you want to be lightly hungry when you sit down with someone, so you're both ready to enjoy a meal together, then you're going to eat something small a couple of hours before. What and how much depends upon what it is. But imagine that it's something like maybe a quarter of a meal. 
real food, not a treat, so it's not going to mess with your blood sugar. Drink some water, but don't fill up on water instead of food. You're lightly filling up and you're getting ready for the main event. Work backwards and know that this meal with your friend will be the main meal of the day. So that means that while you're never restricting your food, you're not eating over lightly satisfied so that there's room and desire to be hungry when you're out later. What you eat counts and some foods are more dense and they're going to keep you satisfied longer. So if you just eat an apple, or any piece of fruit, it won't last for two hours. You will be overly hungry. But if you eat something that has some fiber and also maybe some protein and fat, those things will keep you full for a couple of hours in a small amount. Never starve yourself all day long and then stuff at night. When you're with your eating partner, you want to enjoy the food and the company. And the way to this state is practice being connected to yourself, which of course is easiest when you're alone, yes, but being connected to your friend too. It takes practice in the beginning. But I don't want you to ever give up on you and what you need in the moment to make your guests comfortable and happy, as happy as you imagine they want to be. You don't have to sacrifice what you need to do that and to be a good friend and to be a good partner. When you give up eating well for your body, essentially it's the same as giving up on yourself. You'll regret it as soon as you're done. And you may be in the habit of continuing what you started and eating more than you did at that meal, more than you needed. And then you may continue eating when you get home because you're already in the habit of eating more than your body needs. I want you to make choices for the meal and mindfully choose not only what will taste good in the moment, but what will feel good when you're done. And be proud that you're the kind of person who takes incredible care of yourself, including what and how much you eat. Now, what if you worry about what somebody will think of you, of how you're eating? Most likely, other people don't really think about what you're eating. They don't care. They're more worried about what they're doing and what you're thinking of them. But ask yourself this, what if they are really thinking about how I'm eating? So what? Why does that bother me? Why am I choosing to care? Consider that people may be admiring you for the way you're eating, and people may be a little envious that you're doing what they wish they would be able to do. Okay, so some people will judge you. And what if they do? Who cares if somebody is thinking thoughts about what and how much you're eating? Isn't that interesting? Why would they even care? Come back to yourself. You're going to get really good at honoring yourself and giving yourself exactly what you need in the amounts you need it. And that is a really enviable thing. Now, what about special occasions, big events, maybe like a wedding? I want you to treat them the same way. I want you to plan ahead of time to be hungry, but not starving at the big event. Carry some small snack like a bar or some nuts or a small piece of cheese or fruit, just so you don't go very low in hunger or blood sugar, much like you would carry for a child or anyone you were taking care of. Don't worry about it being perfect. The main thing is that you want to be in charge of how and what you eat. And the way to do this is to be conscious of your hunger and not start eating when you're full and definitely stop eating when you're lightly full, no matter who is still eating. 
The same goes for ordering. Check in with your stomach and assess the room that you have in there physically and let that determine how much you order. Now, sometimes you're going to be with other people. They will be getting ready to eat and you simply could not arrange it to be hungry exactly when they are. This is truly not a big deal. We all like company when we're out with other people. Most people don't want to be eating alone. But if you've tried everything and you couldn't guide your hunger to be there at the right time, then you need to accept that sometimes it's okay to just not eat. You could argue that it might be more socially acceptable to eat something small, something that's relatively light, but anything you eat without hunger is too much and it will be stored as fat because you don't need it. You're also training yourself, if you do that, to keep doing something you don't want to do, to eat without hunger. So you get to decide here. I'm going to leave it in your hands. Is it better to eat a tiny bit of food or just order a cup of tea or water and keep up the conversation and just skip the meal? You wouldn't be restricting if you skip the meal because you're not hungry. And yes, I agree that ideally it would be nice to be hungry and join your friends and family and co-workers when you're all together and when they're hungry. But sometimes things just don't line up that way. And that is okay. I want you to be okay with it, not always being perfect. Now, here's your focus for the coming week. Look at your schedule. Look at the next time you'll eat with someone else for a meal and you'll want to enjoy it. I know that. So map out your day, thinking about how you'll plan your food to gently guide your hunger, no forcing, no restricting, but you're simply guiding your hunger, maybe eating a little bit less right before the meal out, or maybe eating a little bit more if it's later than you're used to eating. And see how this goes. Seeing and knowing that you're always in charge in a soft way, not rigidly, not in a strict punishing way, just softly planning so your hunger, if possible, coincides with your event. And don't forget when appropriate to carry a little bit of food. Now you know your focus for the coming week. And here's what I want to remind you of one more thing. Pretty soon, I'm going to have available for you a podcast study guide, and it's going to contain the first year, the first 52 podcasts with notes on all of them, my own private notes, and it will tell you exactly where you can find what you need to hear, when you need to hear it, with links to all the podcasts and any worksheets I've given you and a place for you to take notes. I'm truly excited about it because if you are a podcast listener, this will make your life very easy to really get the most out of the podcast and to be able to treat them as your own private program. As soon as it comes out, I'll let you know. So if you're not on my mailing list, go to the show notes and get on the list. And as a gift for allowing me to stay in touch with you, you will get a downloadable copy of my full-length book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. Now, that's it for this subject in our coaching session today. You know what you're going to think about for the week. Thank you again for choosing to be here and making listening to these short coaching sessions a part of your day. Our audience is growing so much thanks to you. I appreciate all the ratings and reviews that you've left me on iTunes because they help more and more people just like you find me. If you haven't yet had a moment and you find Weight Loss Made Real helpful, 
please go to iTunes and leave me an honest rating and a review. In the show notes is a link to be able to do this and instructions. It would truly be helpful for me and I would appreciate it. If you have any ideas for future podcasts, I'd love to hear them. I'm here for you and I want to give you what you want most, freedom from the struggle. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on both your emotional eating and your binge eating step by step until they both become something you used to do. We both know that's your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real just like you. And I will see you next week.